0: Young adults, how are we doing tonight? Wow, okay. Sunset a little early. Everyone's a little tired. That's all right. That's all right. We're coming off the of Thanksgiving. Trip to Fane, something like that, into Turkey. Makes you a little sleepy. So I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, it's my favorite holiday. There's nothing better than a day that is centered around thankfulness, um, food, and football. So wonderful, wonderful. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, does anybody remember the year 2020? Maybe that's not a year that you are trying to remember. Maybe that was a. For some people, it was a really good year. When some people's some people, it was really difficult. I remember um, in 2020, I had the honor of being a COVID graduate. Any other COVID grads? Yeah, the few, the proud, the many. I love it. Um, it, it was a weird season because like you got done at spring break, and you're like, man, there's still so many more things um, that are going to happen this school year that I'm so excited for personally. Everything was done, so I was kind of ready um, to be done. COVID just kind of shut that down real quick. So I was happy, but some people were really disappointed. I remember that season being really weird, that spring, that, March of 2020, up until like halfway through June of 2020. It was just weird. In fact, I almost failed high school somehow because I'd, seniors in high school shouldn't have to do online homework for the last two weeks of school. Um, maybe that's girl math, but in, in my mind, that makes sense. I, I'm a senior in high school. So she didn't have to do school. I, was in a, I needed one more class to pass high school, and I took a freshman engineering class. And this was my mistake. Freshmen or engineering at my high school, they kind of went hard. They were big into like little mini F1 cars. They went to like Abu Dhabi to race them. So I couldn't slack off in this class, especially the last month and a half that we were online. But uh, like I said, it was a weird season because a lot of us didn't know what we were facing or expecting. Now, as we're moving into the holiday season, I think a lot of us know what we're expecting. I think a lot of us know what we're facing with the holiday season. For some of y'all, you might know exactly what you're facing with your family. Maybe you love the idea of getting to go home for a week, maybe more than that, and spending ample amount of time with your family. Or maybe you're on the other side of that, and you're like, whenever you get with family, you're counting down the days until you get to head out. And maybe that's just because you've gotten independent, you've grown up a little bit, you can't spend too much time with your parents because you're maybe, I don't know, I understand it, but maybe it's because you have a toxic relationship with your family, that things are always just a little weird every time you're together. Or maybe you are in a family that's very argumentative and it's very hard to spend time with them. Or maybe you don't share the same beliefs as your parents. Maybe you've become a believer in Christ and they haven't yet, so it's really weird because you don't share the same values. Maybe there's just so much tension anytime you go home that it's really hard to look forward to the holiday season. That's something you may be facing. Maybe you know what you're facing whenever you go to hang out with your old friends, your old friends in high school. I love my friends, and there's probably about like three times a year now that I get to see them, and it's always fun, but I know what I'm expecting whenever I hang out with them. Maybe you know what you're expecting whenever you see your old friends. You uh, quickly get to see the lifestyle differences that you now have, maybe following Christ compared to what they have. And that creates a little, a weird divide. There's like a weird barrier between y'all. And maybe whenever you hang out with them, they're not the greatest influences on your life either. So it makes it really weird. Maybe that's something you're facing or expecting this upcoming holiday season. For some, they know how busy the holidays is. I never understood it. how I can be so much more busy in the holiday season than I ever was in regular life. I don't know if that's somebody, but I could not I could care less to be more busy, but if I don't have to. So some of y'all, that's what you're expecting. And the busyness of life is stressing you out already, so throwing the factor that the holidays are coming up, you get even more stressed. You're facing more anxiousness, and maybe that scares you a little bit. Maybe that's something you're facing, or maybe you know what to expect with the past hurt, past pain, and maybe trauma the holidays bring up for you. Maybe. Going home, but going back to your hometown is very awkward. It's weird because you remember your past. You remember who you were before you maybe met Jesus. Maybe the holidays remind you of a loved one that you lost. And it's really weird because the holiday seasons are supposed to be this joyful time, but also reminds us of who's not here. They can bring some pain, some hurt. Maybe you're facing that. Or maybe it's just a lot of pain and hurt because you grew up in a broken or separated family. And maybe the holiday season is just very difficult for you. The season that we're about to enter into and kind of already in, it's just very difficult. For others, I think a lot of us, we don't know what we're facing. The holidays can be a huge wild card. And I think that's me sometimes every year, especially getting married. You move on and you don't know what to expect because it's maybe your first holiday with people. Maybe you're getting to spend your first holiday with your fiance, your boyfriend, girlfriend, a family member, and you don't know what to expect. I think all these things, if we think about them, causes us sometimes not to look forward to the upcoming season that we're facing. And I think more than just the holidays, sometimes we can get really scared, really fearful, very stressed out about the season we're facing. Maybe you're coming out of a really good season, it was great for you, you're excited, and things were going really well, but you see what's coming up on the other side of that. Maybe it's the next semester, the holidays, maybe a transition out of school, maybe a new job, and that scares you, and that makes you fearful, and honestly, it doesn't make you want to enter into it. I think on the other side of that, maybe you're so excited for what's next. You maybe had a good season, you maybe had a hard season, and you see what's next, and it could make you more excited that you're ready to leave the season you're in and hop to that. I think we can be on both sides of that, and I know in my own life, whenever I face a season that I necessarily don't want to enter, that I see all the things in front of me, and it wants me to make me go the other way, that the first thing that's on my mind is usually not how can I honor God, how can I say obedient and follow him during this season? Tonight what I wanna talk about and the question I wanna raise is how can we, in every season, whether we like it or not, whether this is a season I'm looking forward to, maybe I'm excited to finish school, I'm excited for what's next, I'm excited to get married, I'm excited to start a new job, how can I honor God in this season? And why is this important? Because I, th- I don't think every season that we enter into warrants an initial desire to honor God with the season that we're in. Most of the times, whenever we're in a season that we don't like, we want to kind of do our own thing. We want to think about ourselves, think about what's best for us, and do our own thing. Stick to your path. Um, some of us would say we were staying in our own lane. Some of us would just want to be served in the season. And maybe sometimes we take the mentality of, man, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to be around my family for seven days. I didn't ask to have to travel more in the holiday season or this upcoming season than I would. I, wasn't, I didn't ask to have to maybe spend less money because I haven't found a job yet. Or maybe you think, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to have to go through all this pain, this hurt, this trauma. But the reality is Christ, who's our example, and our standard, and who we should model our lives after, We see that in the Gospels, in all seasons, no matter whenever he was young or old, honored God with his life. A couple examples, back in Luke 2 in the Gospel, Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents, left him at the temple. They forgot their son, Jesus. You'd think that's, I don't know. Sometimes whenever I read that story, I'm like, you forgot Jesus. Your own son who miraculously came to you, you forgot him. So they forgot him and they're on their way back to go get him. And he's in the temple teaching the scribes, and he's teaching with authority from a young age. He was like 12. And whenever Mary sees him, he, she kind of gets on to him, saying, Jesus, where were you? We left already. And he tells his mother, Don't you know that I'm about my father's business? From a young age, Jesus was trying to honor his father in heaven. The second example that I can show you is whenever, before Jesus was put to death, he was in the garden praying. And he prays to God, which honestly, first of all, is a sign that he was in relation and communion with his father. He prays to God, saying, would you take the suffering, the suffering that I'm about to endure away? However, not my will be done, your will be done. Right before Jesus went on to go experience one of the worst deaths in human history, he honors his father. And if we want to be people that are marked by being fully devoted followers of Christ, a generation that seeks Christ and follows Christ with their whole hearts. We have to look, at, look more like Christ in the sense of realizing there's a season that we may not like, but we have the opportunity to honor God with it. Two main thoughts before we really answer the question of how to honor God. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 5, and you can also go to the Bible app. If you head over to the events page, all the notes for tonight conveniently are in there, so you're welcome. Uh, Matthew chapter five, we'll get there in a second. The first thought I wanna give you that God does not waste any seasons. In fact, he planned them. Maybe the season you're in or the season you're about to head into with the holiday season, you're not looking forward to it. Maybe it's even season you're so excited about. God specifically placed you in the season for a specific reason. Romans chapter eight says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Everything that we face in life, no matter what season, the high seasons, the low seasons, the in-betweens, the seasons where you're just confused, God is doing something with them. He doesn't waste any time that he has given us and allowed us to steward, and he doesn't waste any seasons in our life. He's working together for our good. The hard seasons and the good seasons that we face in life are not wasteful. They have a purpose because, in fact, he planned them. In all seasons, God is growing you, he is working within you, and he is moving in your life to make you more like Christ. Ephesians two ten says, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago that season that you're in. And maybe maybe you can think of a season that was very specific in your life, hard or easy. God planned that long ago. And some of y'all are like, gee, thanks, God. That season was horrible. That season did not bring me any joy. It was difficult to go through. And I don't know necessarily that I'm better because of it. God planned that long ago, and he worked in that season, whether you realize it or not, to make you better, to grow you, and to make you more like his son Jesus. The second thought that I want to uh, talk about before we answer the question, how can we honor God in every season, is that we are a part of God's plan for reaching the world. God, in his kindness, allowed us to be involved in his plan for saving the world. And newsflash, God uses humans to reach other humans. It's a beautiful thing that he has allowed us to steward in his mission. Matthew chapter 5, if you're there, um, Jesus is teaching his famous sermon on the Mount. And where we fall in Matthew 5, starting in verse 13, he says, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Jesus also says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives life to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all those to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Jesus in this passage is teaching us, teaching believers that they have a profound positive effect and influence on the world so that people can see how good God is. First he says we are the salt of the earth. Salt back in the time of Jesus It was used for cleaning, preservation, and flavor. Salt was one of the most valuable things that you could get your hands on back then because it made everything better. Salt was so important because it cleaned what was dirty, it preserved what wanted to be kept, and then it enhanced the flavor of things it was put in. But salt, whenever it lost its flavor, Jesus is very descriptive, it's worthless. It becomes useless and dull. Then Jesus goes on to say, we are the light of the world. Light allows people to see. I'm all, I'm very sure all of us have turned on a light and been like, oh man, light bulb. Maybe you've seen, I always think of the Minions movie whenever I think light, and he's just standing there, he's like, light bulb. Light, light allows us to see, and it helps us see what is in front of us, behind us, and around us. And the light, Jesus kind of mentions, light is attractive that light will help people see that there is a God in heaven that loves us so much that he sent his son to die for our sins. Light attracts people to follow Christ. He says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So I want to raise this up before we answer the question. If God doesn't waste any seasons, and he tells us how valuable He is, we are to his plan of reaching the world, Why should I waste this season? And I don't want to deteriorate. Maybe you're going through a hard season, and that is not easy. Going through hard things, even as believers, is still difficult. Why? Because there's sin that has entered the world and corrupted the world. But God says that those who are new in Christ are the salt and the light of the world. We have the influence and the opportunity to enhance and illuminate the world around us with the hope of the gospel. And not every season we face, we're going to want to carry ourselves as the salt and light of the earth. And in fact, I think there's certain specific seasons, specific circumstances, and certain situations that we might be the only example of salt and light in a person's life. And if we miss this opportunity to act like salt and light with other people, we may miss an opportunity to get to share Jesus with someone and maybe potentially the only opportunity they ever have to hear the hope of heaven. So in light of us being the hope of the world in the sense of we are the salt and light of the world and that God doesn't waste any seasons, I have three applicable things that I wanna answer of how we can honor God in every season and maybe specifically the season you're about to enter into. So the first thing that we see people that are living like salt and light of the earth, they are obedient daily. And so if we wanna honor God in every season, we must be obedient daily. I don't think anything honors God more than being obedient in the daily things that you can control. There's maybe very little, honestly, in the world that we can not control, but the things that we can control are staying consistent in our spiritual disciplines, staying firm in our reading, reading the Bible, applying it to our lives, hiding it in our heart, praying to God, confessing sin, memorizing scriptures, spiritual disciplines, living above reproach, and living in light of the way Jesus has changed you and acting like the salt in the light of the world. And whenever you enter a season that you, you don't like or you don't wish to enter into, your disciplines might be the first thing to go whenever the season gets hard. And whenever your, se- your disciplines leave, most of the time your obedience follows it. Whenever your obedience is gone, that makes room for temptation and sin to enter. And maybe you're in a season sometimes that you, you just figured out how to throw off your old self, you're not struggling with sin like you used to, but whenever your discipline goes, then your obedience leaves, making room for temptation and sin to follow. And so many times in the Bible, it makes it clear that whenever sin enters, it leads us on a path to kill, steal, and destroy us. You can't do this alone. If you want to be obedient daily, and maybe you're in a season that you're not away from, you're away from community, away from accountability, away from purpose. You have to find accountability. The wonderful thing about life is God did not make us to be alone. He meant us to do life together. That's something that we preach here so much at Young Adults, that we cannot do life alone. Whenever you're in a hard season, wherever you see your discipline lacking, you need to find accountability. You need to find someone that can hold you accountable to read your Bible daily, to spend time in prayer, to confess temptation, confess sin, and someone that's gonna pray for you. In my life for the past probably two months, I've had the opportunity to get to hold somebody accountable and they hold me accountable for reading our Bible. And I've seen just the change in our discipline in the sense of how consistent we've been reading God's word and there's a benefit to that. Because if you're going through a season that is hard and you stray away from God's word, and you stray away from being in communication with God, newsflash, he wants to talk to you whenever things are hard. It's just going to be more difficult whenever you enter these seasons. Don't do it alone. Find accountability so that you can be obedient daily. The second thing we see of people that are the salt and the light of the earth and how to be obedient to God in every season is we have to align our perspective and our vision When we're facing a season that is difficult, maybe inconvenient, not ideal, our natural disposition is to be self and inward focused. And I think we're gonna so often focus on our problems and how we can fix them on our own. And maybe we kinda take pity in that. We take pity on ourselves, woe is me, I'm going through something hard, this is not fun, I do not wanna be in it. And we have to ask God to change our perspective. We desperately need him to light our perspective with his heavenly perspective for the seasons we go through and the circumstances we face. So many times perspective is a thing that is a daily choice. And I think so many of us don't realize the benefit, maybe the importance of having to choose having a heavenly perspective every day. Because our, again, our natural disposition, our own flesh desire is to take our own perspective and that's the one we're going to view things through. But whenever we ask God, whenever we ask Him, a generous God, to give us His perspective, He's gonna broaden our horizons. He's gonna show us a purpose during the season, whether it's a great season, a hard season, maybe a season that feels like it has no purpose, no meaning. He's gonna show you that whenever we ask to align our perspective with Him. We also need to ask God to change our vision. Vision is one of those things that um, if you don't catch on to sometimes the vision of doing something, it can cause whatever you're doing to fall flat on its face. There's probably so many examples in my own life of whenever I didn't catch the vision of something, maybe um, my wife asked me to do something that to her was very important. I didn't catch the vision, didn't do it, got an upset wife. You see the equation. I didn't catch the vision, didn't do it, now someone's upset at me. But whenever we're in a season that is difficult and hard and we don't have the right vision, it's just going to make that season just as much harder. We need to also ask God to align our vision, change the way we view the season we're going through, the circumstances we're in, and even the people that are in that season with us. Help us see people the way God sees them. And again, if we try to go through a season with the wrong perspective and the wrong vision, that season's gonna be so much difficult than it already is. But if we view our vision, if we align our vision with God to view our seasons, our circumstances, the people around us the way God does, it's gonna help guide us through that season. The last thing we see of people that are living like salt in the light of the earth and how we can honor God in every season is live as sent people. I'd also say, another way to say it, is live on mission. I think, again, in seasons that are coming up, we're gonna get to spend so much time with family, friends, maybe you have a lot of work parties coming up, maybe you have a lot of holiday parties, Friendsgiving, friend Christmas parties, Yankee Swap, for any um, office fans out there. You're gonna get to spend so much time with people that maybe have no hope. Jesus in Matthew 28, his last words to the disciples before he ascended into heaven, he said, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even into the end of the age. Again, the reality is that you might be the only follower of Christ in the season that God has specifically placed you in. Maybe that's with your family. Whenever you go home for the holidays, you're the only one that is a follower of Christ and living with him daily. Maybe you're the only one of your friends from maybe high school or your friends that are gonna come back into town and see you that is following Christ. Maybe you're the only one of your roommates that follows Christ or maybe you're the only one in your workplace that does too. You have the opportunity In a season that you might think is difficult, not easy to be in, doesn't make sense to be the hope around them. You get to enhance and illuminate the world around them with the hope of Jesus. It's so important that we take this opportunity and get God's perspective and his vision to see the people around us that maybe have no faith, that have no hope, that are struggling, that are maybe in the same season as you, whether you know it or not, just as difficult, that have nowhere to look to. They don't have a hope. They're not following Christ. They have nothing to look forward whenever he returns and brings us home to heaven. Again, Jesus tells us how valuable we are in his plan to reach the world by saying, we are the salt and the light of the world. Again, God doesn't place us in hard seasons or circumstances for no reason. He places us in these seasons to show others how good God is. And no matter what season we're going through, we can be confident that he is right there with us. He says, be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age, that whenever things are hard, that you don't want to be in them, that you don't feel like you're enough because your family is maybe overtaking you, they stress you out, they make you anxious, he is with you. He promises to never leave you. And I think whenever we learn to live like the salt and the light of the earth, Whenever we learn how to honor God in every circumstance, no matter if it's a hard season, an easy season, maybe a season where you feel like you're being pulled in every which direction, whenever we honor God, we exchange our anxiousness, our stress, our fear, and we exchange it for God's peace. I think so many times we lack peace in situations because we don't want to run to the source of peace. We try to do it in our own self. We try to fix our own problems, our own fixer-uppers. But God is wanting to give us his peace. And whenever we honor him, we are thinking about the things which are honorable, true, and letting the peace of Christ reign in our hearts and mind. And maybe you're in a season and you get God's peace. You may not understand why you have it. Things might be difficult, they're hard, and you don't understand why you have no stress, no anxiety, no fear, because if you honor God, he's gonna give you his peace. And I think, also think whenever we honor God in every season, we also get to see how faithful he is. Going back to 2020, I, was, I had a lot of struggle in 2020, right before, just deciding what was next. I was a senior in high school. I wanted to go um, to one school with a lot of my friends and I just never felt peace about it. And in that season, God wrecked my plans to show me the plans that he had for me. And it was a hard season, It's a hard lesson to learn whenever your own pride kinda gets humbled. But in that season, I saw God show me his faithfulness give me its peace, and I was comforted in the fact of how faithful he was to have a plan for me and to guide me through his plans for my life. Lamentations chapter three, it says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His faithful love isn't gonna leave you halfway through a hard season or a difficult circumstance. His faithful love is not gonna leave you as soon as things get going again it says that his faithful love never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. In every season that we face, God is faithful to carry us through. And God is faithful enough to create us on a purpose, to create us for a purpose, and show us how we can be a part of his plan for reaching the world. No matter if it's a season that you're not looking forward to, which might be the holiday season for you. Or maybe it's a season in the life that you're not experiencing now, but you will in the future. God is faithful to carry you through. We just have to learn to honor him.